Welcome, welcome to our mini episode on the beautiful book Motherhood Facing and Finding Yourself. Much gratitude towards Lisa Marciano for allowing Rose and I to share her book. This book has made such an impact on both of us. Rose and I will be deep diving into the first five chapters with you. There will be fairy tales, personal stories, and some beautifully crafted questions to explore together. So, let's begin. Some very strong ginger tea sitting by me because I am also a little sickly. Hopefully that doesn't come through too much because tonight we are talking about motherhood, facing and finding yourself by the wonderful drum roll, please. Lisa Marciano. Um, yes. So for those who don't know Lisa, she is a co-host of the wonderful podcast This Union Life. She's a clinical social worker, a certified union analyst, and a nationally certified psychoanalyst who lives in Philadelphia in the U.S. We decided and we reached out to Lisa and asked her permission and she very kindly said yes, that we could do a book club series of podcasts on her book, Motherhood, Finding and Facing Yourself. So tonight, I guess it's just a little bit of an intro, a little little bit about the book and yeah, what we'll be looking at in coming weeks as we we work through it. But I think what this book really evokes is that communal aspect or the shared experience of motherhood and how there are all these parts of us that can be really explored and the stories that Lisa brings in uh I mean each one I think actually speaks to a different aspect that I've witnessed or or experienced myself so I think the value in this book is amazing and just to say we have several dear friends that have birthdays that have popped up and You'll be getting a copy of this book, so hold off on purchasing <laughs> because it's coming your way. <laughs> so it's a mix of fairy tales, personal stories, and then stories of like clients that she's worked with. And I just wanted to share something from the introduction. I always thought that I didn't want children. In college, when a friend confessed a deep longing to become a mother, I couldn't relate. I had ambitious career plans, and being a mother sounded limiting and ordinary. After college, I worked for a non-profit organization in Washington, D.C. My work felt exciting, important, and meaningful. Deep down, I knew there were many things I needed to do in my life, and I feared that having children would prevent me from fulfilling my potential. Because I know I always wanted children, but I think I had that fear too, and I also always felt that motherhood like any sort of spiritual or psychological development would come outside of motherhood, that motherhood would somehow be this very ordinary experience. I would enjoy and I wanted to do it, but that it was like a side thing to any personal growth or development that would happen. And boy, was I wrong about that. I was someone that definitely didn't want to become a mother. So, you know, we have got some contrast here and I never thought I would have children. And possibly in all truth and all reality, if I had been with a different partner, I may not have had children. I definitely got, I don't know, like it did feel a bit like a light bulb switchy moment when I was suddenly like ready to have children. So I went from zero to a hundred as well. I think it was a bit of a surprise to everyone involved. But I think the ordinary um, aspect of it felt like it would weigh me down in some ways or um, prevent me from leading this like exciting, exhilarating identity that I really was attached to. And yet there's something within ordinary, which is just the mundanity in a way of motherhood as well. You know, you do need Mm -hmm. to have a certain routine and provide for the child and their needs. 
And actually, there's something really grounding about that experience as well. So we're not saying the ordinary or the mundane or the routine or whatever the word is you want to use. There's nothing we're saying that is wrong with that encounter or that experience. It's Mm. just, I think, the external perception of what that means for you in your life that was challenging, especially when you're in that fiery, youthful phase of like growth. And Lisa puts it so beautifully. She was like, my work felt exciting, important and meaningful. And yet um, now having become a mother and gone through that journey, I kind of look at my work and it's taken on a very different uh, experience because definitely the thing that gives me the most meaning and the thing that I put the most importance on is def- is the mothering role for me now. Yeah, mm. it's been a real shift. Yeah, I'm thinking of that transition that everybody goes through, whether they have children or not, from the maiden years to the mother years, where there is that needing to, I guess, ground down a bit. Yeah, when I was thinking the maiden years, I was thinking like often people travel or there's like a lot of exploration and this sense of like I can do anything. And I think then as you get older, there's a, a needing to committing to something, taking on more responsibilities and yeah, sort of like grounding and settling into yourself a bit. And I think, you know, your early 20s and teenagers and stuff is like very outward. You know, there's this, the energy is really directed outward into the world and into exploring. And then in the mothering years, it's more an inward journey. And that's what she talks about in this book, that it's a journey down the well. I love um, that story, yes. Yeah. And she says that, you know, she frames it using this, the journey of feminine initiation rather than the hero's journey. Mm. And that any journey of feminine initiation involves three phases of descent, sojourn and return. Mm. So that's something we'll be looking at in the book as we explore the book together. I'll read this little bit too. Caring for a toddler and a newborn was draining and I found myself overwhelmed, exhausted and depressed. Though I continued to see a small number of patients in my private practice, I was forced to take a leave from my union training program, leaving me feeling adrift without the sense that I was moving forward in my life professionally. I weighed more than I ever had in my life and I had no time to exercise or eat thoughtfully. The physical exertion, the third straight year of sleep deprivation, the lack of any time to inhabit my thoughts and inner life, and the sheer and the sheer impossibility of meeting the demands of an infant and a toddler left me feeling depleted, tearful, and incompetent. With two little kids, I felt as though I was losing myself, getting sucked into the mire. One cold December day, having gone for a walk just to get out of the house, I struggled to push the kids uphill in the double stroller. Everything about being a mother is so hard, I thought to myself. My next thought surprised me. I'm growing so much as a result. What is happening to me right now must surely be an opportunity to understand myself better. And I just loved that that moment in the book. I could just totally relate to the exhaustion and sleep deprivation and not being able to care for yourself properly and feeling totally lost. And then this like realisation comes in that actually this is an opportunity for growth which, of course, doesn't make it easy. But, yeah, I love the framework that she gives, like the lens through which to view this journey. And I just so wish I'd had this book, like, years ago. I don't think it would have stopped any of anything happening per se, but I think it would have given me, like, an anchor point or a way of understanding what was happening. 
Yeah, no, I'm really glad you shared that. I mean, the growth through motherhood has just been, I mean, as as you said, it's a mothering years. So it is the energy of that as well. And we're all going to find it in different ways. And I am mindful because I do know friends that really want children, like very dear friends that really want children. And for one reason or another, it's just not their path. So they're having to grow into that mothering role in different ways. The stories that she shares will speak to everyone's experience. But I do want to say that for me, it was really that push into the Kenyan experience of the descent or the inward journey. And I'm very early on in that also to say, you know, I feel I feel there's a way to go before I reach the bottom of that well. So I think you do it over and over again too but also just to say about yeah um, wanting children and not being able to have them or deciding not to have children I think it's very hard to be a woman and not encounter this initiation through motherhood in some way whether that, that is like maybe that experience of like wanting children and not having them is the very thing that like throws you down the well I'm not trying to make light of that but I'm saying that it's the journey is different but it's still a journey about motherhood yeah and as we do this exploration I really want to honor Lisa and how she's made this such a personal experience you know she really shares a lot of herself in this book and she also shares a lot of myth and story and I've got a couple of things here that I wanted to share from the preface as well yeah and I think this thing is a little bit more structural of of the why behind why myths and fairy tales are just so important to spend time with because I used to be quite dismissive of these and you know um yeah, and and since um, actually this Union Life, they've got a great episode on Hansel and Gretel. And if anyone's listening and they want to listen to an episode that really speak volumes to different archetypes, this Union Life and Hunt, the Hansel and Gretel episode um, is a good one to listen to. But uh, this is what Lisa says in her preface about myths and, and fairy tales. Uh, a wise person once said that a fairy tale is a story that is false on the outside but true on the inside. Myths and fairy tales are rich storehouses of universal psychic patterns. They illuminate life themes we may struggle with at one time or another. So I just, I love how she framed that. I don't think you can say it any better than that, actually. Mm -hmm. But it's the invitation to read within the story. The other thing about um, the descent or going on the descent again and again, individuation is a word that comes to mind or the process of individuation. And again, this process of turning into your authentic self, it takes a lifetime. So I love that. It takes a lifetime. It's meant to take a lifetime, you know, mm. there isn't an arrival. And sometimes I don't know about you, but uh, when I'm working with people, even on my own journey, I feel like if I only get to that point, if I only do that thing, then I will have arrived somewhere or something. Oh, yeah. The magical future point when everything will be just yeah. right. And it requires you to stay open to life so that with each blow or disappointment or mistake, you befriend some new part of yourself that has been unknown or despised by you before. Yeah, I liked this too, like speaking of all the very different experiences that come under motherhood. It doesn't matter whether we are perfect mothers, whether we work or stay home, make our own baby food or sew our own Halloween costumes. And I would add to that, you know, whether we become mothers of children or not. What matters is whether we engage in the experience in an open-hearted way so that we are there, truly present to our own life with all its heartaches, disappointments and joys. If we mother with this spirit, we cannot go wrong, no matter how many mistakes we make. 
open-hearted and maybe that's also the invitation just to extend to the listeners is a beautiful way of listening that was shared to us by another very talented therapist who is guest on our podcast but she shared the term listening with the ears of the heart and I will bring that in because I think that's a really great way to digest and process the material in this book club Mm. Because it's not just reading a book, it's trying to live through and wrestle with the material of this book. Mm, To really, yeah, reflect on your own journey and experience and the ways it's changed you and shaped you and how you've grown. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, so join us. We've got um, five five chapters, I believe, that we're sharing. The first five chapters of the book that we're sharing with the uh, as many episodes like this. So this is just the preface today. It's going to be short and sweet like a prefaces. And then next week, we're really going to be going into the introduction, which Lisa has coined the journey to the source. Ooh, and that's the descent into the well. So the story of the two caskets is that one. And then we are going to be moving forward from there. So tap in, join the ride, definitely get this book and, you know, live through this experience a little with us. I think we could finish with a question for reflection from the book because you don't need to have read any of the book yet to think about this. So maybe something if people want to sit with it and journal or meditate. The question is, Initiations always involve an ordeal that tests us, breaks us open, and reveals to us our destiny. Even if we don't go through formal rites of initiation, life will initiate us. What in your life has served as an initiation? So I think that's like a good a good starting question from the book as we explore this journey down the well. Ooh. You can just invite you as the listener to create space to explore the book so craft a space within the home for this exploration so perhaps there's some sort of place you can put your thoughts and explorations as well so if that's a journal or your I mean even if it's your phone it doesn't really matter but our mentor does say that the act of writing using handwriting does have a different quality um yeah and doing this sort of psychic exploration. So, yeah, welcome, guys. So wonderful to have you with us and um, look forward to uh, the next five weeks of looking into motherhood, facing and finding yourself with Rose, myself, and, of course, the authoress, Lisa. Um, so stay tuned and let's get into it. And maybe we can just finish with this lovely quote about the metaphor of the well, image to sit with until next time. You contain a well that will never run dry, though at times it may not feel like this. The well within connects you to the deep source of wisdom, intuition and instinct that is the heritage of humankind. The challenges of motherhood are an invitation to connect with this source to descend into your depths, to discover the boundless wellspring of creativity, image, and meaning in the inner world. That's beautiful. And the word creativity popped out to me. I think that was a word that just like plunked. Yeah, the, the inner, inner wellspring of creativity, image, and meaning. Mm. So I think, yeah, to invite people to begin to connect in with that and to know that 
think whatever your experience, this is a very rich and rewarding journey that we'll be going on together. We trust you've enjoyed dipping your toes into the magical landscape of the book. Join us for another mini episode to continue your exploration. We strongly encourage you to go and get Motherhood Facing and Finding Yourself by Lisa Marciano. If you love our shared exploration, make sure to join us on Patreon at Mothers at Midnight to explore the last five chapters together there. Wishing you a week of curiosity.